Welcome to the Art of the Dive. 1516 have now both passed and 17 is on the way. A great game week once again for Jake. So everybody can be really excited and you can just turn the podcast off now because you know it's going to be a worthless pod this week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Jake. How are you, buddy? Uh, hanging in there. I, you know, I heard that I was boring on the last podcast. You are. You're, I mean, who, who said it, though? Did I? I think either you did or some of our some of our prime listeners. I was a little offended by that. Prime listeners, like Amazon Prime listeners. Yeah, like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, Jake delivers to you in two days. Yeah, sometimes even one if you get it in early enough. It's not a good delivery though. It's always bad and mundane. Yeah, I would say you're pretty boring. I would agree with that. That's harsh. I'm kind of offended. Did you think, like, at any point in your life that you've not been boring? I thought I was at least like semi exciting. Yeah, that's what how your wife describes you as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, Let's see how this podcast is gonna go. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just I'm not in a great mood. Work has been work's not been the best. Maybe that's a good thing to have a podcast. Then uh, sometimes that makes you feel better. Yeah. I think we should just quit our regular jobs and just do this for a living, personally. Yeah. Well, with the amount of money we make off the Patreon, I mean, we probably could. I'm basically working two jobs. That's the actual thing is that that's the one thing about the podcast that is tough and, and the FPL community as well. I was talking with some other folks and this is, I think, a perfect segue right into our first big picture topic. And uh, I've had years playing FPL where it has become a second job for me where I'm spending um, between like the Twitter interactions with folks, some of the action on Slack, making the podcast, getting the podcast out. Uh, there were times last year where I was spending 10, 12 hours a week to get it all out. Uh, I've cut it down to just a few hours a week now. Um, mostly I focus just on the podcast. Um, but, but I think that that's an important thing. And it's easy to lose maybe to lose perspective when we're when we're playing this game one of the things that i was talking with some people about on twitter this week was that uh we are adults playing in a game a game based off of the performance of adults playing a game you ever think of that jake yeah no i've i've thought of it a lot of times it's kind of sad when you phrase it like that yeah yeah, I mean, it's sad. That's why I don't usually phrase it that way because it makes it sound like a complete waste. And any time I spend on it, it's like, what is that loser doing? Well, that's probably fair. I mean, we could we could really ask that question of a lot of people. I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the community and, and, it's, uh, and, and it is a fun game to play because we all like uh, watching watching football and and uh, you know supporting our teams and getting excited about the moments that that the players perform well, but important to keep it in perspective uh, that that it is just a game and that um, we probably shouldn't let it consume us too much. Uh, the other thing I was talking with people about a little bit is is something that I think we've seen in the FPL community maybe in the last three years, and I don't really know why this trend, but there's been kind of a movement of like. Everybody loves everybody all the time. Um, anytime somebody says like they're happy that Vardy blanked, not that he's ever done that in his entire career, but or or you know I'm happy Mane didn't play this weekend. People take it really, really personally um, and and act as though it's an assault on them. Um, I think we need to be careful about that. Uh, you know, if we want to hurt Jake's feelings, like that's okay. But it's not a personal assault when you're happy that another player doesn't perform well or doesn't play. Uh, that's the point of the game. Am I wrong in thinking this, Jake? No, I mean, I think that's completely fine. And it's a little bit ludicrous that people would take that personally. But, you know, whatever. Uh, when people like Thomas Bracken say, I hope Jake Jacob Close one blanks, like, that doesn't even bother me, you know, like he's just hoping to have a better game week than me, which, you know, why, why wouldn't you want that? I mean, yeah, I don't, and I don't want to, I, I understand that the game can be really frustrating and that we need to support each other and blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But, um, you know, like we make fun of each other a lot. We make fun of other people that listen to our podcast and they make fun of us. I mean, that's, that's part of the fun of all of this. And by the way, your team and your players doing well and other people's teams and their players doing poorly is exactly how you win the game. 
Um, not everyone gets to have a great game week or a great season every single year. And I think we need to get over ourselves if we think that it's a personal attack on one person or another, if we're excited by our team's performance and the lack of performance from other teams. So I'm going to encourage people to, um, to maybe take a chill pill on some of those things a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular. I just see a lot of it online uh, where people get really wound up about it. Uh, so get over it. Um, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, let's get into a couple more big picture topic questions, Jake, for the game week. Um, FPL Virgin wrote in, how is it possible that week after week, the popular players I own never score any points while the popular players that everyone else owns always haul? Well, your players probably aren't that popular than Virgin, are they? Uh, it does feel like that. It does feel like that a bit, Jake, doesn't it? Sometimes um, you've been on the end, the other end of it, though, right? Where you've had, uh, you've had a lot of quote popular players that have performed at a very high level. Uh, I said this two weeks ago, and I still stand by it. I mean, I look at my team. The only player that I wish I had in my team that I really royally messed up not getting in, uh, but still haven't, is Vardy. Um, every other member of my team, I'm pretty happy with for the most part. Like in the present tense. Um, what do you think about that comment though, Jake? Well, I think, you know, this goes into what we'll also talk later on on the pod, but this year's just completely different than most years past. Um, it seems like every time you bring in someone new, they're going to do, if they're attacking players, they're going to get returns almost. Um, just so many goals. I still think, you know, at one point when it's not these like Christmas time game weeks and I'm not dealing with family and work. That's also been crazy. I would like to look at the number of goals scored this year um, and compared to other premier league seasons in the past. Cause it just seems astronomically higher um, or at least like the clean sheet ratios down. Uh, so to answer it, it's like, yeah, a lot of players are just doing fantastic. Um, and I think that that, gets back to try not to make too many quick changes just that are lateral transfers um, and everyone does it once in a while but make sure if you do a lateral transfer that whoever you're switching to has a really good run of fixtures and whoever you're getting rid of has a really poor run of fixtures otherwise I feel like and this has happened to me many a seasons you just feel like you're not you're the one not getting the returns and that, it's not always just that. Sometimes it's just dumb luck, but but that's something you have to be careful about. Yeah, yeah that's good Good advice from the best FPL player in the world, Jacob. Um, Wilson wrote in, struggling with a, a current formation. I usually prefer a 3-4-3, but when Abraham broke my vag, I switched to a 3-5-2. Not sure if and how I should go back. Is it better to have a 5-6 to six mil, mil midfielder or forward on the bench? Jake, what do you think about what do you think Vodge. about what do you think about Wilson's Vodge? <laughs> uh, I mean, so I guess the the question is is like, do you want to completely like get rid of the Vodge? Are you saying you want to destroy the Vodge? I I wouldn't. I would keep it. You're gonna tear that Vodge up, or you're gonna keep that Vodge in place? I would keep it. I would keep it. I think that's more where I would lean. Uh, I, knew formation... cra- I knew you'd crack at some point there. I really did. <laughs> um, Formation-wise, I prefer the 3-5-2 um, personally. But, you know, I've been playing Ings every week. So, it, it seems like yeah. I've been playing in the 3-4-3 system. And, again, it just gets back to these you know forwards have been on an absolute tear there are one two three four five six seven forwards uh, uh, and then uh, seven. Jimenez <laughs> gosh one two three four uh, uh, well, do you, uh, do you okay. remember like compared to last year at this time when it was like, let's get triple Liverpool defense in, yeah, you know, people yeah. were talking about that. Well, right now, Pereira is the highest scoring defender for Leicester at 83. There are seven forwards that have 83 points. Ings is, is 6.3. He costs less than Pereira. Yeah, um, that and is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Jimenez is only three points off of this at a 7.5 price. So you're not even having to pay that much money. You could have Puki, Ings and Jimenez who are for all intents and purposes, outscoring all the defenders. So, I, I mean, I think the simple answer is three at the back until until this changes and preferably at least one Leicester defender. 
because they're the only defense that seems to want to keep clean sheets. Um, but then, you know, I think 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 is fine. There's a ton of midfielders getting returns. How did you not say Vag at one point in that entire entire sequence? I don't, I, I'm trying to avoid the Vag. Yeah, we know you are, Jake. <laughs> hey, uh, this is a fun pod now. I've had a cup of coffee. I drank way too much wine last night. Um, good, good, good. And so I was having a slow morning, but I'm I'm feeling feeling good now. I had a good Sangiovese last night. It's delicious. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you pair it with anything? Um, I had a, a pasta with an arbiata sauce and some meatballs that I had made. It was really mm. quite good. Yeah, mm. I was just trying to like be as stereotypical Italian American as I could. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. I pulled it off. Yeah, uh, Shiva wrote in. With increasing number of players, uh, ready-made content, and stats available, should the measure of a, quote, good season be lower than five years back? In other words, is finishing 50K uh, now the equivalent of finishing 10K five years back? Uh, okay, this came up last year as well, Jake. Um, every year in the last about three seasons, uh, the number of players playing the game has increased dramatically. So... Uh, maybe just a few years ago, there were maybe five or five and a half million players. Um, last year, I think it was a little over six. This year, it's a bit over seven. Uh, so the the number of players playing is increasing. Um, I would uh, number of teams is increasing. I would question if people are just really making more and more teams um, as well. But the question does become, you know, what does it mean to have a good season? We talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the year about goal setting and about trying to shoot for that, quote, good season. Um, I think you and I both kind of came to a similar conclusion, Jake. We both said like top 100K is a pretty good season, no matter no matter how you look at it, um, because there's so many variables in the game. And, and if you don't get things right in the beginning of the year, how challenging it can be to, to, to claw back. Um, you still stand by that, Jake? Yeah, I, I think good season is a, a fine way to phrase a top 100K finish. What would you call then, Jake, like a great season for you? Because you're now getting into the point where you get to start having that conversation. It pains me to say that, but you really are. Um, you know, you're almost at the halfway point of the year. Uh, you're sitting at a great OR, uh, a chance to, you know, start maybe thinking about that top 10k is that a goal for you yeah i think that would be great season top 10k and honestly i think this is a really hard question um because like you said there's a lot of dead teams there's a lot of people that make you know a one-off team you know how many teams are out there that are zombie teams right we made like zombie right. teams this year we don't look at those i i mean i hope my team that i'm adjusting on a week-to-week basis would beat my zombie team hard to say you know uh, hard to say, um, but that that plays into effect. So I think that really tough question to answer. But if you're finishing top 50k, I think you should be pretty proud. Yeah, uh, it doesn't exactly answer what Shivo is asking, but I I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I, it's quite quite equivalent. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't say so either. Right, I would still say that. You know, top 10K is top 10K. Um, you're still having a good season, right, if you finish 50 or 100K. But top 10K for a lot of top managers is always is always kind of the target. And there are there are managers that hit that almost every single year. Uh, it's really impressive. But uh, FPL Sausage wrote in, should we all just quit FPL and go back to doing crosswords in Sudoku instead? Um, probably not. I don't know. Crosswords in Sudoku are seem worse to me. Yeah, I don't. I always tell myself I should do that stuff, and I don't. Um, I do sometimes consider crosswords on the the slow overnight path, um, if if that's the case for me. Um, but otherwise, no. I hear my dog ripping something up downstairs, but I don't know what it is. I guess I, I just have to let that go, don't I? Uh, yeah, I mean that's the <laughs> life of a pet owner. <laughs> I hear him just tearing something up. That's that can't be good. Um, let's get into how our teams did, Jake. Um, you know, you had a great game week. I, I had a fine game week. I'm not going to complain about it. I thought it was going to be better than it actually ended up being. Um, but let's start with you. Uh, what did the game week look like for you, and where are you at now? 
Oh yeah, we we kind of missed two game weeks. Um, right. Yeah, that's true. The the mid game week I held. I don't remember my points off the top. I'll just go over this game week. But for this game week, I I actually made uh, three moves and took a minus four. Uh, I I took Pope out for uh, Gaita um, for CP. Um, struggled there. Uh, also, brought, I brought in Kelly, so I dropped Chillwell because he didn't. He, there was some injury concern, and he did play. Um, but the, the the cheap at the back has just been you know working for so many managers, and I just wanted to join the group for however long it's going to last. I'm I'm worried about it now, but I'm just going to have to live with my decision. Uh, so that was phenomenal because I got ten points. Um, from the CP uh, goalie goalkeeper, and then I got eight from Kelly, um, so that worked out really well. Uh, I have had Orier uh, surge for a while, which I I still would highly recommend. Um, they got their first shutout with Mo, and he got an assist the previous game week, so I got five and six from him this week for you know he, I, I think I got him in at four point seven or eight, so. That's that's been working. Trent, unfortunately, that was frustrating. Um, benched, but then came in for fifty minutes or whatever it is. So a one pointer. Uh, I did br- the last player I brought in was uh, Ali. So he's been phenomenal. We talked about him the last podcast that we had. Um, he's now had fifteen points, nine points, nine points. I, I just feel like he's on fire. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I I brought I brought up uh, Gwenduzi from Arsenal because I couldn't have another Arsenal player on my team anymore. Uh, Maddo had a fantastic game. Should have had another goal um, mm-hmm. to go along with his two assists. He had a really easy chance and it would have been another assist from Vardy. And then I captained Vardy, got 26 points there, which I just Vardy's on fire. Uh, Ings got me another eight points. I'm surprised he got two bones in the loss, but I was very happy to see that. So. What did you finish um, on total? Oh, sorry. Overall, 82 points with a, a minus four. So I think 78 overall. Uh, my game week, or my, sorry, my overall rank is now just under 16,000. And my game week rank was right at 200,000. Yeah. Well, Jake, we're all really happy for you. And I don't say I that just, with any sarcasm in my voice. I just feel like there's a little sarcasm there. I just said that I didn't say it with sarcasm, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's how that works. I take a man for his word, you know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Well, I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, like when I say, I hate you, like I mean that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There Definitely. you go. All right, let me talk about my team. I finished on 65 points, which is fine with an average of 54. Uh, 1.9 mil game week rank. I, I thought it was really going to be higher. I, You know, I look at my team... You know, Kelly I had brought in the week before. Ali I had brought in the week before. Maddo with returns. I captained Salah. I was really happy about that. Jimenez with a return. But, yeah, I guess a lot of managers have big game weeks. And, you know, I really was maybe over-optimistic. Once Salah got his goal assists and two bonus points in the clean sheet, finished on 13, I thought, oh, there's no way that I don't absolutely fly this week. But then everyone in the world captained Vardy. And so it didn't matter that I had captained Salah. Yeah. Um, and and so that's just kind of how that works. Um, I thought, you know, when that happened, I was like, oh, I'm a genius again. And uh, and then I wasn't. So that ended. Um, but yeah, going forward, I mean, I have, I have um, you know, I'd used two free transfers coming into the game week. So I'll probably be holding going forward. And I do like the look of the team. The matchups are really good again this next week. Um, and I'm, I actually played for the first time since like game week you know, mid-teens last year, I looked back, uh, a three-back. Um, I played a 3-5-2 for my formation. No badge for me, just the 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 J and the J, double J, JJ formation. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that was uh, that was my week. Should we do, we should probably do league, league leaderboards, huh? We haven't done those in a while, have we? No, we um, haven't. Let's do it. Why don't you pull up uh, League Dive? Um, I'm going to pull up the community team so we can look at how they're doing. And then I'll do the PSL League. Um, uh, so want, okay. I'm doing the community on. team. Jake, can you just listen to me for once? I know. You you switched it up. I always do the PSL League. Okay. Well, I wanted to go the other way this time. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 
All right, Slack community team has another very good game week, uh, 74 points, a game week rank of 661,000. Uh, moving up now again to 115K, 116K. Pretty good. Um, so, uh, Baldock, did I say that right? George from uh, mm-hmm. Sheffield United uh, had a great game for, for the team with 14 points. Um, the same move with uh, with Gaita as the goalkeeper. Um, Captain Vardy, which really helps. Maddo with a return. Jimenez with a return. Um, and they actually, oh, they have they have the Vag combo. We have the Vag combo on that team. So, uh, yeah, a really nice game week and um, and green arrows all the way around. Jake, could you take us through the top ten of the league dive leaderboard? Yeah, I can do that. Um, number ten, uh, Anthony Clark, Chicken uh, Caesar Sala, like that name. Uh, number nine, a new entry to the top ten. Uh, Minus 80 FPL plus 80 PSL. Jacob Close. Glad to be in the top 10. Um, Sir I'm John... not happy about that, <laughs> but I am happy that if you win, it's fucking coming home. Yeah, we'll see. Um, still a long way to go. Uh, number eight, Sir John Lundstrom. Um, ooh, I... I'm just going to say Kai. Uh, Kai, Kai Tian. Kai Tian. Um number eight uh then number seven we have uh sam cocker or coker however cocker. you want to say it let's go cocker <laughs> let's go cocker uh i think an, maybe another new entry to the top 10 we'll see uh, i just want to pause you for a minute so you've been now you've been doing the top 10 for like eight minutes and okay. you've gotten through three people i'm just four. like you know four okay, okay. I'm, oh okay i'm sorry four <laughs> my mistake all right i apologize right. i apologize We'll speed it up because I know listeners have a lot of questions. Number six, Climate Change FC. Love that name. Ben Cooper. Wow, uh, number Jake. five. Now, now I'm going to pause you again. I'm going to pause you again. Okay. Mm-hmm. You bringing your left-wing political agenda to this podcast is, um, it's very upsetting, Jake. Oh, oh Okay. So, how should, can I just not comment on names anymore? You can't, you can't say things like, that's the best name of all time. Okay. Like that. Like, that's a very realistic name. I I appreciate it. Right. I like the name too. Okay. Keep going. Okay. The Rico Reserves, uh, Carlton Palmer at number five. Inferno FC, uh, Amuda Favor, uh, number four. Return of the Snag, FPL Lewis. <laughs> nice. Um, CP Warriors, uh, Rui de Oliveira. Uh, wow, my Spanish is bad. Um, number two. Uh, and then number one. Pretty solid game week, 84 points, lukewarm FC, not quite Inferno, Luke Burgess. Nice. Um, I'll do the top five for the PSL Super League, which is the top most elite and uh, famous league in the world. Uh, in fifth, uh, Marvin Andre, wildcard Mar, fourth, MFPL, uh, Delirious, third, Lofty Cheeky Nandos, uh, Matthew Hall. Second, Molly Newman, Robocop. And in first, our very own Jacob, minus 80 FPL, plus 80 PSL. Uh, so that's great that you're winning that league as well. We got to defend our home home turf, right? Yeah, I'm hoping to win some uh, free PSL from that league. Yeah. Currently in last place in that league is your mom, Zahor, Bobby Love. Just, just you had to, to get it in there. Just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Uh, Okay, Um, so I guess, Jake, we should probably take a short break, uh, and when we come back, we'll take a lot of, quite a few questions and talk a little bit about captains and our plans for the week. Deal? Yeah, let's do it. All right, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Patreon members. Shout out. Just so you guys know, I will be reaching out to you either via Twitter or Patreon. We're going to be sending shirts out next week. So this week, I'll be reaching out to people probably this weekend for uh, your address so that I can send that over to you. Uh, And hopefully, you'll have it kind of by Boxing Day, uh, you know, end of December, beginning of January, depending on where you're located in the world. Uh, So really looking forward to that. If you'd like to join our Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, You get to be in the PSL Super League. 
Uh, if, you, if you're a member for a couple months, you get a t-shirt, um, you join our Slack and help participate in the community team, things like that. It's fun and uh, it helps fund Jacob and I's lavish lifestyles. We did get Jake a, uh, a new review that I wanted to read on iTunes. Um, so I'm going to fire that off because, you know, for maybe newer listeners or people that are newer to our podcast, you know, we, we always encourage people to go uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you, you get our podcast uh, and leave a review. It really helps promote the podcast. Uh, and so we have one in here. It says uh, both FPL and life advice, five stars. <clears throat> When Susan took off with the kids, I didn't know what to do, so I turned to FPL. This podcast not only helped my FPL scores, but watching the love Jake and Marco have for each other helped me reconcile things with Susan. Their raw love and passion Marco has for Jake is life-affirming and has made me well up on more than one occasion. Oh, gross. All in all, I wish them nothing but health, wealth, and happiness on top of speedboats, mega yachts, and meth gators. I thought that was a nice, it's touching. Now, when he says, uh, has made me well up, we made me, what is he talking about though? I don't know what that means. I also am a little concerned. Is that like a British way of saying boner? We'll have to have someone write in. Yeah, or is it just like, like I cry? I I was thinking like cry. Like well up, like cry. Oh, like making me feel like sad. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tearing up because in tears of joy, not boner. Yeah, I mean, we usually say tear up in America, but that's my that's my guess. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's the other thing because it's funnier. <laughs> it's a lot funnier. Yeah, well, what if it's both? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the tear boner. Question. <laughs> tear boner. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a lot of different questions for the week. Um, Got Jake, Jake, some some conversation here about, of course, I think Rashford is a big big talking point. Um, you had already brought up the idea of of all these different strikers that are performing. Um, De Bruyne as well, a, a big topic. Um, of course, Spurs after their five goal display, um, players like Son, Ali, Arie, players like that, um, Jimenez, uh, and so a lot of different things to cover. A lot more this week on the attacking side of the ball. I think people like you had said are kind of getting a little bit fed up with the defensive side of things. The returns haven't been there for a lot of teams. And, you know, I'll be the first one to come out and say that I've been mostly wrong in my evaluation of of defensive units and where the points are found there. And so uh, that's been a little bit frustrating, but let's get right into it, Jake. Uh, FPL Virgin wrote in, are Sheffield United an awesome clean sheet unit or are they a shit championship side? Uh, That's a tough question. Should we get into it? Yeah, we can. I don't know if we need to spend a ton of time on it. I I think the answer is somewhere in between for me. Yeah, that's a classic fencer. Well, I mean, they're not a shit championship side. They're they're mid table. Um, I know the table's kind of all conjoined or congealed together this year, but they're not also an awesome clean sheet unit by any stretch of the imagination. Although. You know, they were close to keeping it clean against uh, Norwich. Um, oh, you said it right. Did you yeah, like, been were you working. like queuing that up? Were you looking in the mirror? Norwich, yeah, I've been looking in the mirror practicing. Norwich, 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 Norwich before, the, yeah. <laughs> before the pod started. Good. Nice I've, job, buddy. I've also noticed that a lot of like uh, British announcers say the word uh, tree instead of three. So I think we should be able to make fun of British people who say tree. It's it's not tree. That's a that's a something that you plant and it has leaves and it's usually wooded. But whatever. Um, I'm not bitter. I, I, yeah, I just I think they're a, a solid team. I would at least have one defender from them on the side just because of cost and the fact that they play a five back system and their back line tends to get some returns. But for me, it's it's Lundstrom and I'm just gonna keep them and play them when I think they have good matchups. Yeah. That's the way to play that. Native American Jake wrote in. <laughs> Jake. Native American Drake. <laughs> Native American Jake. I like that one too. Uh, De Bruyne still essential. And is Rashford only doing well because he's against big sides? Uh, so the counterattack is effective. Um, DC wrote in, is KDB no longer essential? FPL Geek wrote in, kind of KDB versus Sun. Uh, so a lot of questions about uh, KDB here. Let's um let's start with that. Let's start with KDB, and then yeah. we can get into maybe Rashford and some of those other players a little bit more. Um, 
you, Jake, are are in the camp of KDB Ooh, not being essential, camps. bringing back, bringing Campen back that he's not essential. Yeah, I mean, get this, he's no longer in my team. Hey, oh, for Sun, right? Yeah, I, I did I mean, it. I made the straight swap really quickly, which is a little risky with games, uh, champion Champions League games, but uh, didn't want to drop points uh, or, or money. Um, so here's here's my take on it. And also, I just want to say Native American Drake sends in some fantastic questions. I really do enjoy his questions. Um, not that all the other questions are crap. I think a lot of the questions are all good. For the record, Native American Drake wrote that review. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I also got a few uh, of my Jacksonville friends to, to start listening. So I didn't think it was them because it didn't quite sound like them. But I was like, you never know. You never know. Um, so here's why I think it's fine to, to get rid of KDB for some. The last three game weeks, they've played 269 minutes and 270 minutes. Um, I'll give you the stat line. One goal, three assists, XG of one, XA of just under two. And then here's the other player. One goal, zero assists, uh, XG of 0.7, XA of 1.7. Can you guess who is who? No. Okay, Sun's the first player. (laughs) So Sun has been pretty much outperforming KDB pretty well like just underlying statistics and with returns um the last three game weeks and it actually if you go to the last five game weeks sun has three goals and four assists and uh kdb has two goals zero assists that makes me feel like why haven't i brought sun in sooner but i've been dealing with other problems the thing that scares me is like we always talk about is sun gonna keep this up um, he never seems to keep it up for long, sustained stretches. So I, I've wondered if I've missed the boat, but I, I just can't ignore the facts anymore that Sun is a better player right now in FPL. Yeah, he um, interestingly as well, something that he's not necessarily accustomed to doing. He was on a free, few free kicks as well uh, this this last um, this last match with Erickson coming in off the bench, um, and so I think that that's something to consider as well with him. It's it's adding. Uh, to his his potency as a player, um, I don't believe that any players are essential. We've talked about that, and and I do think that KDB to Sun is a completely reasonable move. Um, currently in my team, I have KDB, and I won't be moving him. Uh, I don't really have the transfers at the moment to do that. I've got some other areas that I would say are more more pressing that I need to take care of. Uh, but if you have that transfer and, and want to get in on that attack, I think it's reasonable. And and they've shown Spurs, right? We, we know that Spurs can attack, right? They, they have the the players to do so. And uh, now Mourinho's there and not necessarily known to be an attacking manager, but has brought out just more normal attacking returns for Spurs. And so, yeah, I think reasonable to get on board. The, the other player that's a kind of a bandwagon right now, too, is Rashford Jake, and you're pretty excited about him as a player. Um, I know you had, you had said you wanted yeah. to get him into your side at some point. And what are you I, thinking about him? I mean, I shouted him a long time ago that his underlying stats have also been fantastic. The, I, I kind of took your route on this that he there's just other things that I'd rather address because right. with Vardy having rash also doing as well like yeah it'd it'd be fantastic to have two but i just can't fit that into my team um but you know the question starts to become is rashford better long term than like a player like abraham and i Mm -hmm. don't know yet um unfortunately i need to do a little bit more research on it um but it's pretty it's pretty interesting that rash doesn't even play up top completely in a sense like he's kind of playing on the wing for that side when martial's healthy and he still has such great underlying um fixtures and returns so i mean i i like him i think that again it's a lateral move if you get rid of a player like tammy um but i i don't think it's wrong what um so the fixtures look pretty good though for United coming up as well right Everton Watford Newcastle Burnley then Arsenal in twenty one um, I mean I would say that that's pretty quite promising right to move in that direction yeah and so one of the things that I've like 
been looking at is is making that switch um, with either a, a Tammy, but the problem is I need to f- find funds somewhere to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely kind of a plan. Or the question is, like, when do we hop off the Vardy train? Which is that crazy to talk about? I don't know. Well, Vardy has coming up here. Uh, uh, he does have a couple tough fixtures in City away and Liverpool at home, but then he has another great run: West Ham, Newcastle, yeah. Southampton, Burnley, and and West Ham again. Uh, you know, I, I I would not if I had Vardy. I don't know that I'd use that transfer to get him out against City and Liverpool and then bring him back. I don't know. Yeah, I, I that's what also makes this really challenging. I think in a perfect world, personally. I would get rid of Ings once he's done with uh, West Ham and uh, Villa. He'll have away Chelsea, home Crystal, home Tottenham, away Leicester, home Wolves, away Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. um, and then away Liverpool. That's a pretty brutal run. Um, granted, his price is fantastic, and he's been scoring a goal a game and getting bonus points, but I think my long-term plan might be to drop Ings down and, and bump abraham up to rashford but the problem is is abraham has been a fantastic player this year as well so yeah it's a dime a dozen yeah and that's kind of what fpl geek was asking as well like rashford abraham jimenez i mean i think given current form and upcoming fixtures he's put them right in in the correct order right rashford abraham jimenez i don't know you know who the the best player necessarily to go to right now is uh but but Rashford seems to be given his his form and his fixtures probably the best choice of those three. I agree. Yeah. Um, Robert Hunt write in, wrote in: If you don't have Vardy now, is it worth waiting until game week twenty to bring him in? Uh, given it would cost a minus eight to do it now in game week seventeen. So this is I'd like to take this one, Jake, because I'm mm-hmm. dealing with this problem at the moment. Um, I don't have Vardy in my team, uh, and I don't have like a really simple way to get him in either. Um, you know, I'd like to, the other thing we're balancing, right, is this issue in 18 with Liverpool and their blank. And then, uh, corresponding with that is a tough run of fixtures for Liverpool, Leicester away, Wolves home, uh, Southampton home, Spurs away, United home, Wolves away. Um, now personally, I would like to hold my Liverpool fixture or my Liverpool assets going into 17 here and then kind of start making some moves. So Given that situation, I don't, I don't really want to try to bring Vardy in right now. Uh, I'd have to do a, take a minus four to do it as well in seventeen. You know, Robert saying a minus eight. Um, I would wait till twenty. Um, and in fact, I'm kind of setting my team up to do that right now. I'm trying to figure out exactly how the the best sequence of transfers. I haven't figured that out yet, but I would, I would come up with a small plan, Robert, uh, to buy game week twenty. Um, have the funds available to, to get him into your team. Um, that's the way I'd handle it. Obviously, it's going to suck because he's going to have six goals against uh, Norwich uh, this weekend because he just scores every single game. Um, but then, like we said, I think the City away Liverpool home matches are going to be tough uh, for Leicester. And um, not not to say they won't be competitive. And, and of course, if anyone can score, it's Vardy. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that I would take a minus eight to facilitate it right now. Yeah. Does that, uh, that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Neil wrote in a time to wear big boy pants and go no city. Uh, as much uh, as much lack of points and uncertainty of rotation as is to bring in other better players. For, for example, Sun, Rashford, so on and so forth. Um, are you no, you're no city right now, Jake, aren't you? Yeah, I just put those big boy pants on, but I, I just am worried that they're crazy pants. You know, they're they're the pants that you wear and people kind of stare at you and whisper. That's what I'm worried about. No one has pants like that, Jake. Uh, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't. No, but they don't, right? Like that's not really a thing. Okay. Well, I, I crazy think... pants is not a thing, Jake. Okay, maybe like a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know. I like Whatever. Hawaiian shirts. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I didn't mean to offend you and your Hawaiian yeah. shirts. Yeah, you should never offend me over anything. It's 2019, yeah. almost 2020. You have to be nice all the time. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about climate change. Uh, Neil, I like the No City. I mean, the defense we've talked about has been atrocious. 
no one's really getting consistent returns from the back line. The midfield, there's so much rotation. I mean, I think KDB is the one player that you can kind of hold. But but I'm just a little bit worried about like where he's been playing and the his stats. I mean, he yeah, he's pheno- a phenomenal player and his goal against Newcastle was absolutely a thing of beauty but i don't want a player that i need to have like banging a volley from you know 25 yards out off the crossbar to get me points i want a player like sun so my answer is no city for now yeah um how are city's fixtures looking at the moment i mean arsenal way leicester home wolves away sheffield united home everton home aston villa away uh, you know, I wouldn't say anything there's easy and and no. there is. And I know that we have to be careful in, in crafting a narrative. It's something that I've ca- caught myself doing a number of times this year, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, there is something to be said for the amount of points there. They are back now from Liverpool. Um, that's not to say Liverpool aren't going to, to not drop a few points at some point in the season, but uh, Liverpool is going to have to sincerely screw this up in order to not not take the league at this point. Um, there is an honest chance that the rotation becomes heavier on the league side as Pep begins to turn his focus to the Champions League, wouldn't you say? That's that's exactly why I got KDB out of my team. I, I just have a feeling he plays this, this week in Champions League and then gets rested against Arsenal. Like I would have loved to hold him. Um, Arsenal's defense is basically a like, back line of Swiss cheese, but... Swiss cheese back line, <laughs> like like broken, spread out. What Swiss about like cheese. a Lundberger cheese or a Munster cheese? They're stinky. Yeah, maybe like the smell of that, but but those are at least like kind of like semi soft, firm cheeses. I mean, Arsenal's back line just like allows chances for fun. So, they certainly I, do. I, yeah, I I think that's a completely valid point too, and it has me worried. Yeah. Um, interesting question here from Thomas. After watching extended highlights of Spurs v. Burnley, it was clear to see Sun could have easily had three plus goals and assists. What are your thoughts on doubling up on Spurs' attack for the next few weeks? You've already done it, haven't you, Jake? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried, but hey, their fixtures aren't fantastic. Like, I don't really love away Wolves home Chelsea, but then they have uh, Brighton, uh, Norwich, Southampton, uh, again, a Liverpool fixture that's pretty tough, but then Watford, Nor- Norwich again. So, uh, yeah, I like them. I, you know, I don't think it's wrong looking at the underlying stats. I would stay away from Kane still. I don't like Kane. I know he had a great game week, but I'd stay away from him. Yeah, because there's other options that are way cheaper and just as attacking. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Zach DeWitt wrote in, still smart move uh, off to off double pool D and drop Rabo. If so, who do you like? Evans, Aria, Kelly. Got to drop uh, far uh, to fund some other moves. Well, I think we've kind of already said that, right? Like Aria could be a good pick um, if you need even more funds. Kelly's not a bad pick. He, he of course, Kelly... Um, you know, as as players come back into the team here, Crystal Palace is very beat up in the back. Kelly's been good for them, uh, but there's a chance that he gets dropped or, or at least rotated from the yeah. side. Um, Evans is a good pick, I think. Uh, you know, of course, like we just said, Leicester have a good fixture and then two tough fixtures. Um, and, and RA, you know, has some, some rough fixtures in the future, but um, offers a lot going forward. Uh, Mourinho also known one of the concerns always with Spurs was under Poch that those wing backs or outside backs would be rotated a lot. But Mourinho, as we all know, uh, is not necessarily a, a rotation coach. He likes to find a lineup and kind of stick with it um, every single game. So I think that he'd be a great pick of those three. Agreed. I think. If you're looking for a player that you're just going to hold the whole year, Evans is probably the safest. But I, I really like Serge, personally. I just like to be able to say Serge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Schmeling wrote in, was bringing in Zaha in game week 15 a mistake? It feels like bringing in Zaha was a mistake. Um, yes, it was a mistake. Uh, I think we said it was a mistake, didn't we, earlier, Jake? Yeah, I think we said it was a trap <clears throat> multiple times. Yeah. That's okay, though. Just Sometimes you, know. you get trapped. Yeah. Just ask Amril Akbar. 
<laughs> R.I.P. Jeez, oh, what they did to him was not fair. Uh, also, yeah. is moving Lord Lundstrom to, to Baldock a bad idea? I think so. I agree. Uh, I, I just think it's kind of lateral, isn't it? Are Are there any stats? I mean, I'll look quickly if there's any stats that would support mm-hmm. that move, but I don't think there are. Are there, Jake? No, and I mean... Yeah, he's outscored him a little bit over the like past five, six game weeks, but by a couple points. Like, but there's just so many other things that I think even banking the transfer just makes more sense to me. Yeah, so just to give you some perspective, uh, Baldock has an expected goals of 0.02 per 90 and an expected assists of 0.04 per 90 uh, compared to Lundstrom's point. 2.4 expected goals per 90 and 0.14 expected assists per 90. It's not even close. Um, uh, Lundstrom averaging a shot more per 90 and a 0.4 key passes per 90 extra. I, I would I would not do that. That's a waste of a transfer. Um, okay, Matt Williams. Best uh, mid attacking options for the next three game weeks. And somebody by the name of K wrote in and all they said was differentials. Uh, so I think we can kind of kind of hit those things maybe together, Jake. Are there any like major differential guys that we should be looking at? It it seems to me that you know most of the guys that are performing well are now well owned, um, you know over for sure over ten percent. Um, but is there anyone that we should be watching out for going forward here? Uh... I that that's a really hard question at this point in time. Um, I think Jack for Villa has still continued to impress me, and he's like on my little watch list. Um, you know, maybe I'll bump a player down to him, but the problem is he has great fixtures over the next three game weeks, three four. So, well, actually five game weeks. So that would be my answer to a midfielder that might do well. And also is only owned by 7%. So that kind of is a double whammy. You know, I I think that the rest of the players are probably all owned by a lot of teams. Um, But I do still like Sun or Ali, one of them. You know, it's hard to tell which will we'll outscore the other in the next three game weeks. Um, but I like them over the next three. And then, you know, I th- even with, I don't know, what are your thoughts with the Liverpool blank? Are, are we going to jump to another another player? Who's your Who are your players that you're interested in? Yeah, in? so with the blank, the way I plan to manage it, I have a defender and Salah, so I have Trent and Salah. Um, I plan to drop probably Trent after 17, uh, going into 18, I, I hope to have two free transfers. So I think I'm probably going to just hold this week. Um, and then in 18, uh, you know, I'll just probably, I'll probably end up holding Salah, uh, moving Trent probably to like an REA, and then uh, using that funds elsewhere that I've created from that um, to, to bring somebody else up, uh, possibly like a, a Vardy or a Rashford or something like that. Um, you know, Salah, it's a tough one right now. If you have Salah or Mane, you know, they blank in 18 and then a few tough fixtures like we just said. Um, you know, but then after that, like after 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31, really, really good fixtures. Um, if you wanted to offload Liverpool assets right now, I think it's, you know, after 17 is the time uh, and then bring them back in in a, in a couple game weeks. What are you thinking you're going to do with Mane? Just hold him? Definitely hold Mane. The the Trent issue, I'm debating whether holding him or getting yeah. rid of him. I think it depends what happens with the rest of my team. Um, I'd like to get rid of him, but we will see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, Kenny wrote in, is it worth swapping out Jimenez, who has difficult fixtures ahead for Rashford? Uh, with a hit, Telemans to Shelby would cover the difference uh, needed. Do you like that move? I I don't like the hit. I would just maybe bank the transfer and then do it if you want to. I don't think it's wrong. I, I think holding him would be completely fine, though. He tends to do well against a lot of teams. Yeah, and Spurs, I mean, the Wolves are at home against a Spurs team who haven't kept clean sheets in forever until this last game week. And then they have Norwich next. Um, of course, mm-hmm. they have City and Liverpool after that, which I think will be tough for them. Um, and I could see you moving him at that point. But 
He's been really, really good. What's crazy is he's been very good, but there's players that have been better, which is like kind of frustrating almost as an owner. I thought I was, again, I thought, oh, wow, I did such a good job picking him. I mean, if we look in his last 10 game weeks, he has one, two, three, uh, four goals and two, three, four assists in his last 10 games. So eight returns in 10 game weeks. That's quite impressive. And um, yet there's still been guys that have been better than that in that time frame. I would probably, I feel like that's, um, not necessarily worth a hit at the moment, especially with a good game week coming up next week. And and most people could probably slide around if you really didn't like his fixture against Spurs, a way to get him off the pitch. Um, okay, Troll wrote in. Another forward question. Uh, time to get Ings injured. And then in parentheses, he said, own him. Um, that's kind of funny because Ings is always hurt. I like Ings a lot as a player. I like the way he plays and kind of carries himself on the pitch. He's fiery, um, incredibly clinical. Uh, but that has been my fear the entire time, you know, especially, and I know he's been great, but uh, I, I kept just imagining bringing him in and, and him getting hurt the next game week. But uh, I missed, I feel like I missed the boat on Ings. Um, should we be bringing him in right now if if we didn't already have him? Uh, my answer is no, and I have him. I, I think the next two game weeks, like West Ham Villa, fantastic fixtures. I would be really disappointed if he doesn't get about a goal in each of those games, which is pretty ridiculous. But he scored, you know, now in five straight games against tough, reasonably tougher competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like now wouldn't be the time to bring him in because if you you bring him in, you might have those two game weeks, but then you have away Chelsea, two Crystal Palace games, Spurs and Leicester, and a Wolves game, and then a Liverpool game. That that's all in his next you know seven game weeks. Uh, he's one of those players that I personally think the way this season has been going that I'm going to jump ship on him because I don't think he continues the streak that he's at just because Southampton's team is just not up to snuff. They're going to be defending so much. His chances are going to be a lot more limited. Yeah. Uh, Joey wrote in people's thoughts on still owning uh, prem or premier premium defenders. Is it just a couple of bad game weeks or is cheap at the back and three defenders instead of four? Definitely the better option now. Uh, well, like I said, it's the first time I went three at the back personally in, in like almost a year. Uh, but, um, you know, I like the option of being able to go four if the fixtures are there. Uh, that said, like I've gone mostly cheap at the back because of the way, like we already have talked about today, the strikers and some of the attacking midfield players, uh, have been performing. And so, uh, nice the other to thing it. that, oh, sorry. No, 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 not to cut, not to cut you off, but go ahead. Go ahead. Gosh. The other thing I was going to say is pretty challenging. And this is, again, if you're not going to be planning on using your wild card early, which I think for the most part is usually a good thing if you can avoid it, the top sides don't have a good run of fixtures. Um, right. You know, Liverpool have the blank, and then they have Leicester and Spurs and Wolves in three of their next five. You know, Man City, we already talked about, have a tough run of fixtures. You know, it's just like that's not the time then to be holding these players, especially when they're already struggling this year. Yeah. Uh, two point sex sounds wrote in. Uh, Marco and Jake, who's the most annoying player that you have owned this season and the most annoying player that you haven't owned this season? I can answer that. The, the most annoying player for me has been uh, probably Sterling. Um, just because statistically he was really, really strong, but wasn't necessarily producing returns to coincide with those statistics. And that just drove me really crazy. Uh, the most annoying player to not have owned is a really easy one. It's, and it's Vardy because um, he just keeps scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring no matter what happens. And it, it is really annoying and hard to watch. So how about for yeah, you, Jay? I'll I would have said Sterling as well, but to be a little bit different, I'll say Pulisic. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I got him in and he hasn't, I don't think he has a return for me. Yeah, and he, you know, the hardest part is, is he's been playing, which is a lot of what people were worried about and his stats haven't been that bad. But I mean, you know, blanks against West Ham, Villa and Everton have me pretty worried. So I'll say him. Um, and then player that I don't own, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one and I'm going to say Sun. Um, he's on my team now but I haven't owned him to date prior to this and you know he's now 
joint third top scoring midfielder. Rash Rash might be the other one, but Rash scares me always. So yeah, you always you always risk getting one when yep, you put yourself out there. <laughs> yep, but it's yeah. a uh, risk I might be willing to take soon sooner rather than later. It's like you want a vag or a rash, you know? Yeah. It would you be far know. then, right? Far? Yep, my favorite thing. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into some captain shouts then for the week. A lot, a lot of good picks. Uh, um, I think it's it's Ajit or Ajit's uh, writes in captain for game week 18, buddy. What are we thinking? Thanks in advance. Um, for me, not being a Vardy owner, it's a little bit different, right? Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. Salah at home against Watford. Uh, I think Mane would be an incredible pick as well. Um, but other than that, I mean, Tammy Abraham's a good pick. I think Vardy is the best pick that you could possibly have. Um, Rashford's playing well enough that home against Everton could be a good pick as well if you wanted to go a little bit differential. But I think if you have Vardy on your team, which everyone in the entire FPL world seems to, uh, that would be the pick and you probably shouldn't play around with it. Yeah. He's, he's now over 50% owned the, the question though is, is, and this was a little bit different last week because he was able to bang two goals. But prior to that, he's had a streak of just one goal games and he's had some assists sprinkled in where Mane is a little bit more explosive of a player. Yeah. But my concern is like if Mane blanks and Vardy does well or even just gets a goal and a couple bonus points, how far that will drop me. I, I think I'm just going to captain Vardy out of like safety. Yeah, it's definitely now's right now at this point in the year, Jake, since it's your first time ever having a good season in the history of your <laughs> FPL career, uh, I can give you a little bit of advice. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now is a great time to kind of play the safe card um, because you've you've rocketed up in the last few game weeks um, and it's really tempting to, to play, what was his name? Was it Icarus, the one that flew too close to the sun? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very tempting to do that. I think, um, and uh, now you do need to start thinking a little bit about what are people around me doing because once you get into this like top 10, 20k land, the the growth in overall overall rank, the ability to move up is very small because everybody's compressed into one little space, right? And so even having a good game week um, may only afford you a thousand places, let's say, um, moving moving uh, closer to number one. Um, whereas a, a poor captain pit could drop you very quickly, like 20,000 places or 30,000 places. Um, and so it gets a little bit tricky. I mean, yes, I'm trying to mess with you right now mentally yeah, no so, that, so that you completely fail. Uh, but um, it is a little bit different when you start to get to these these uh these better ranks yeah i saw you sent my text out in confidence when i was staring at my team at like 12 30 at night what last did I week do? you sent out the um the fact that i accidentally thought i started pulisic instead of kdb which it didn't matter because pulisic came in off my bench yeah um but yeah i was staring at my team for like an hour because i was like oh, i'm finally doing really well in this game and now i don't want to mess it up and i was like do i start KDB do I start Pulisic you know and I just kept like switching them back and forth and back and forth and it was like this is you know this is way more pressure than when you're just like 200k it um yeah I I I tweeted that out because I wanted to share with everyone how frustrated I am with you uh, (laughs) because it's like you've accidentally stumbled into this position and it's it makes me very angry I truly have yeah you truly have uh, the last thing that we didn't really talk about, Jake, and then we have a couple of rando questions to finish up the pod. Um, we didn't talk about the cup. Oh yeah, we no should probably on it. yeah we should probably um, we should probably just touch on it. I mean, you know, first off, if anyone wins any prize from winning the cup, uh, you owe Jake and I fifty one percent of all winnings um, because you you obviously only did well because you listened to our podcast we all know that um the last year we did kind of a fun thing we did like um like a cup watch where we followed a few managers that made it deep that were listeners on the pod so i'm going to ask people please if you perform well in the cup you know if you move into the second third fourth round whatever um let me know 
uh, even if you're somebody that like doesn't normally write in, um, you know, if you don't want your name shared, that's fine. But like, just tell me your team so that we know who you are, uh, because we love to kind of track those teams then, especially as we get into the later rounds. I think someone last year made it into like, that was a listener made it like to the eighth or the ninth round, um, which is pretty nice. deep. Um, last year I made it a couple rounds and the year before that I made it a few more. I think, I think last year I made it to like the fourth round and the year before I made it to the fifth or sixth round. Um, have you looked at your matchup yet, Jake? Yeah, my matchup's brutal. I, I mean, my team's flying and the guy I'm playing had 78 points last week and he has a dead team. That's, that's the sad slash scary thing. Well, yeah, so that that's what's really hard about the first round is a lot of people get matched up against dead teams. And so, you know, it just depends he, on who their captain was on. So he has Kane captain, which is nerve-wracking. But if you look at his team, he actually has um, one, two, two players that didn't even play and won't play. So subs yeah, could I, be an issue. Yes, the, and the problem is, is the, like the differentials that he has are not... Mm-hmm bad differentials like we're right. talking like van dyke and like harry Maguire, kane sala rashford yeah. Maguire, van dyke yeah he has a and very a very different team than you yeah and he has kdb now too which is like a different thing so we'll see right. i mean we'll see i usually get bounced like first or second round anyways but whatever yeah i think the most i've ever gone is five or six rounds um the team i'm playing is also a dead team uh with the the captain band on uh Aubameyang, um and the Ooh. vice captain on leno in goal bold arsenal fan yeah um, bold arsenal fan. the good yeah. news is they go against manchester city so that you know we'll see but yeah you hope that city can shut Aubameyang down and then it's a, it looks like it is a dead team so so that should be good and hopefully i can move on to the next round we'll see you know it's it's really easy to just if your captain basically doesn't perform in the cup weeks and your opponent's captain does it's over right like that's kind of how it tends to go um so good luck to everybody uh we hope that somebody goes far wins it all and then jake and i get to take uh, part of the prize that'll be good um so you've already made your move this game week jake right kdb mm-hmm. to sun Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, I think I'm going to hold this game week. There was a world where I considered going Jesus to Rashford, but I do think I want to have two free transfers for next week if I move um, TAA out of the squad with the Liverpool blank coming up. So we'll see exactly what I end up doing. Um, Okay, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, uh, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com. Um, you can download our podcast anywhere where podcasts are found. Again, we really appreciate reviews. Uh, I know that it takes five minutes to do that, but go in, leave us a nice review. Just say like this pod's awesome. Uh, Marco's really cool. Jake's a loser or something like that. Uh, it, it helps grow the pod and, and we do really appreciate it. Uh, a, a handful, Jake, of rando questions that we'll do really quick. Um, Adrian Farouk wrote in, does Jake still maintain the minus 80 was was still not his fault when he clearly has no clue what he's done with his team? Jake, your response. Wait, what? uh, No, I mean, that was not my fault. I sent in my email and they, they, they said it was my fault. It's not my fault. So, okay. I mean, Uh, personally. Native American, what? What personally, Jake? Personally, I mean, like, it's partially my fault, but their system was still not working, so Mm -hmm. they should take some responsibility. Native American Drake wrote in, one more pod question. What do you two think of Arsenal Fan TV? Do you watch Arsenal Fan TV, Jake? I don't, no. I just think it's funny as, like, a a non-supporter of Arsenal. I think it's a good joke. What is that? Is it just like they put, like, fans on the TV that are, like, frustrated? That's what I imagine. That's mostly what it is. You're you're an Arsenal fan and you don't know what Arsenal fan TV is? No, I yeah, I never heard of God. it even. You're going to want to probably look that up. It's a pretty big deal right. in the Arsenal world, just so you know. Uh, FPL good. Virgin wrote in question for Jacob. If you were a student in Marco's high school class, would you be unruly and disruptive? And then question for Marco, when you were a high school teacher, did your students take the piss and mess around or were you good at keeping order in the classroom if jake had caused trouble in your class would you administer corporal punishment um we can't hit kids anymore fpl virgin it's a real downer so the the corporal punishment thing wasn't really an option in terms of pissing in the classroom normally our kids just use the bathroom to do that um but you know i know it's america we're animals right so from time to time that would happen in the class uh jake if he were um if he were out of control in my class 
I would have beat the hell out of him is what I would have done. <laughs> and been um, fired. No, I wouldn't have. They would have been like, yeah, that kid deserved it. Such an idiot. Maybe yeah. be smarter. Welcome to America. American education. Um, and then Bobby Love wrote in, can you pronounce uh, Worcestershire? Is that how you say it? Worcestershire sauce? Yeah, Worcestershire, like Worcestershire sauce. sauce. Yeah. 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 Can so. Bobby Love pronounce worst FPL player ever? <laughs> Try to sound it out, Bobby. There's multiple syllables. You guys still... You know, we haven't heard from... You know, Bobby uh, is like a regular question in a while. Well, so, he wrote this one in. That's not regular for you, Jake. I guess it's... Well, I, I like these questions, but I call them fun questions at the end. And also, I will say that I would not have been disruptive or unruly. Okay. okay. No, Did you feel never, that you, re- you had to get that in, huh? Well, I didn't answer the question, so I just wanted to answer the question. No one cares. Yeah. Let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. <laughs> oh. Get that sneeze in. Shut up, Jake. <laughs>